reading this morning is, of course, from Romans 8, and we begin at verse 37. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you. Wow. It's all there, isn't it? They are such powerful words to hear. And we've probably heard them many times before. But what do they really mean? What do they mean for our life today? What difference can they possibly make to us in how we live our lives right here, right now? I know that for some of us, life is hard at the moment and that we don't really feel like we're conquering much at all, really. Sometimes it's all a bit of a slog, a grind and a bit mundane. Maybe we're a bit lost. Maybe we're a bit confused. By the complexity and multitude of the voices that we hear around us. Our lives can seem a bit of a, a muddle and of just a, a getting by. And the world around us isn't that much better at the moment, is it? Our politics is in crisis. The season of goodwill is nearly upon us, and it seems to be in short supply. We're being bombarded by negativity from all sides. Climate change, the economy, Brexit. If I was chicken little, I really would think that the sky was falling in. And maybe the enemy is rubbing his hands. I am reminded of C.S. Lewis's The Screwtape Letters. I don't know if you've read the book, but it's a correspondence of a demon, Screwtape, to his nephew, Wormwood, his apprentice, teaching him about human vulnerabilities and weaknesses and how best to utilise those flaws, if you like, in our character. He targets doubt and fear and weaves lies to entice humans away from God. When we forget or fail to fully, fully comprehend these words that we've heard today in Romans, we are fair game to the enemy. We are easily distracted by our busyness, our own self-importance, and the world around us. We may read the Bible, we may listen to a sermon, pray even, but do we let the words seep into our soul? Do we allow the Holy Spirit to enlarge our understanding, 
to enlarge our hearts, to transform us from the inside out. I've listened to sermons and read these passages, and for a brief moment, I've allowed myself to believe them. Then I put on my coat and I get into my car and slowly that feeling fades until it's Monday and life goes on. It's so hard to try and live like I feel on a Sunday all through the rest of the week. And there is no magic formula. There is no quick route to mature spirituality. If there was, I would be the first to bite your hand off. Firstly, it's not through my own strength that I can will myself to believe these truths. I can choose to believe them with my mind, but it takes a while for my heart to catch up. And until my heart believes them, my behaviour will not change, and there will need no signs of an outward transformation. Heart transformation, in my experience, takes time. It takes time for the Holy Spirit to mould, to soften, and ready my heart for surrender to truth. We are more than conquerors. Really? Yes. Though through nothing that we have done. We haven't gone out and fought any battles. We haven't returned the victorious hero. We haven't come home for tea and medals. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. It's all about God and not about us. It's through the sacrificial love of God that the end game has been won. With all our hurrying around, with all our earthly distractions, maybe we've forgotten that. Actually, it's all okay. We can be so concerned with our troubles, and I'm not minimizing them. I'm just trying to right-size them, that we forget the much, much bigger picture. It will all be all right. In fact, it's going to be so much more than all right. The Greek word that Paul uses here for conquerors, and excuse my Greek pronunciation, is hypernikeo. This means to overconquer. Not just it will all be okay, but he's smashed it. He's won a hundred points to nil. He's beaten the opposition and then some. I've sat where you're sitting and I've listened to similar messages. And I've really wanted to lean into this truth. And sometimes I've got close. But listening to it once isn't enough. We step outside these doors and the world rushes in at us. 
We've got people over for lunch. We've got children to nag about homework. We've got dogs to walk. We've got work to organise. We've got ironing to do. Our world doesn't change or go away, but the difference is the way we connect with it does. The way we connect with it changes. Let's think back to the game. Say we now know the end result. We win. We are super conquerors. As we engage with the game, we are no longer so anxious or worried. We can appreciate the nuanced strokes, the movement of the players, the sunlight dancing on the pitch. We still get caught up in the drama, but there is an ease to the way in which we involve ourselves. No longer do we charge around like headless chickens, wondering which way is up. If we do, we can stop. We recognise that we've forgotten our part in the play. We breathe. We look around. We look up. We remember whose we are and which team we're a part of. Ultimately, the future is clear and the result is decided. How we get there, how we play our part, is up to us. It is our daily, hourly, minute-by-minute minute choice to believe and trust or to doubt and worry. It's no coincidence that Jesus' most uttered words are, do not fear. He came so that we could have restored relationships with God and with each other, so that we could be free from worry, free to live our lives in all its fullness. If we let him, the enemy would lie, sow seeds of doubt, and destroy this relationship. He wants us to fail. He wants us to forget. But we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And nothing can separate us from this love. Paul is at great pains to make this point. Neither death nor life, nor angels, nor ruling spirits, nothing now and in the future, nor powers, nothing above us, nothing below us. And just in case he's missed something out, nothing else in the whole wide world will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's pretty definitive. So if we do not feel God's love for us, that doesn't mean it's not there. To help us this week, giving my school chaplain head on, I'm going to set you some homework. If it's good enough for Paul the Archdeacon, I'm jumping on that bandwagon. I want to encourage you to meditate on these few verses, if you can, to uh, memorise them. A couple of minutes a day, sit down, stop, I dare you, and just meditate. Hold these verses, repeat them, let them sink 
into your heart. Allow the Holy Spirit to work in your being, in your soul, to open you up to receive these truths. Because if we receive these truths deep into our hearts, it will transform us. It will transform the way we love. It will transform the way we live. It will slow us down and it will fill us with gratitude. We will see things differently, experience things differently, enjoy things more and be less anxious and worry less. And it won't happen overnight, sorry. It may take a lifetime, but it's such a path worth walking. After all, the world does not revolve around us. The world does not depend on us in order to go round. God's got it. It's all okay. It's more than okay. For we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Let us pray. Father, help us as we sit here to sense your incredible love for us. Help us to live more lightly in the knowledge that you've got this. You've got us. Help us to surrender more fully so that we can dwell with you in a place of deep unity and acceptance. In Jesus' name, amen.